date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 14, one four. Woohoo! And today we're going to do something a little different because Sharon's not with me, but I have a friend with me who's going to talk. He talked to me about this a while back, and I said, Steve, we got to do this on our podcast. Sure. So this is Steve Riggs, Hello. my friend that I met in the singles community here, and we've just gotten to know each other and had some really great, honest, really honest conversations. Mm-hmm. And he brought up the man code. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about nixing the man code. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Let's tell me, of first of all, what is the man code and how did you come to discover this? I mean, it's not my idea. I came across it in a podcast. I listened to a lot of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm divorced as of coming up on two years. And so after that, I'm just searching for any information that will help me get through what I've just experienced and whatnot. So I came across this idea of a man code and man card. Facetiously, the idea is that, you know, men, we go to meetings, right? Man meetings where we go and we we swear by an oath that we will be men. We won't ask for directions. We will always be strong. We will We will just, we won't give in. We'll be just basically strong for ourselves. We'll put our mask on that we're strong. We won't show any vulnerability at all. And that goes within the family that um, we won't show that we're vulnerable. We won't show that we have weaknesses. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of this this idea. Now, I, I say this tongue in cheek. It's It's not real. There's no meetings. But it just seems like with guys, we have been raised since we were little kids, to be tough, to never show weakness. Right, and to not show emotion. Right. I, I, um, I was so excited when you first brought this up to me because I really feel like this, I, we know that this is the way that the men have been raised in our culture, mm-hmm. and I think other cultures as well. Yeah, for sure. very much that the machismo, you don't cry, yeah. mm-hmm. you don't show emotion, and I yeah. think it's an incredible disservice that we've done to our men. Yes. Because it, it is... It really shuts down the emotional intelligence piece, which now research has shown is the number one thing you need to have for success in your life is emotional yeah. intelligence. Yes. Because you're, you lose self-awareness, am I right? Yeah, and communication, and too. And communication, it's difficult in relationships. Yeah. So what is the man code? I, I mean, you just said that, but tell me, tell me more specifically for you, mm-hmm. what has it done for you, and specifically, what is it in sure. your life? Not be vulnerable. Let's just, I, I think, just in a nutshell, to not be vulnerable at all. In this is my experience in my life, and maybe I'm a wuss, maybe I, I don't care. I don't care, but I was raised on the, the, the school playground to, you have to kick it far, you have to kick it the highest, the strongest, throw the farthest, you know, whatever, right? Now they call it bullying. But back, you know, so I'm 48, right, in 2022. I'm 48 years old. So now it's called bullying. But when I was growing up, there's no such thing. Like, you just had to be tough. You had to be the strongest, the fastest, and all this sort of stuff. And and that's just how boys in general are, right? It also happened in the locker room to where you needed to be, you needed to be tough. It happened in the wrestling room where, you know, I had to 
guys that were awesome wrestlers much better than me. And I think they actually invited me to be on the team so they could just beat up on somebody, right? But, you know, they tied you down and, 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 and they different moves and they hit you and they pick on you and whatever. And you just have to take it. You just have to take it. So, and then, then moving forward as an adult male, it's just, you, you never cry. You never show weakness. You, you just take it and you keep moving on. And, and that just seems to be this, this code that us men, we grow up by. And it's still out there. It still exists. And um, it's unfortunate. Okay. So tell me what that did. So I know you and I've talked mm-hmm. a lot about how you woke up. Mm-hmm. Once you got you into your divorce, a divorce, yeah, <laughs> and two that by four. really woke you up, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you realized that you had been too shut down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, what would you say to the men that are out there that are not being vulnerable? Sure. What would be your advice? I say to men, wake the hell up. We're losing our wives. We're losing our children. We're losing our families, our family unit, the people that are around us. Wake the hell up because it's okay to be vulnerable. I was just listening to an Army veteran who lost half of his butt muscle. He lost his right leg. He, like, he had a triple IED that blew up underneath him in, in like 2007, whatever. It doesn't matter when it was. But he even mentioned it as well. I, I'm, I'm not an Army veteran. I haven't done any service at all. So this is just my opinion. This is what I've heard. you know. But out in, in, in war, if you aren't vulnerable, let's say, right, there's, then it, it, attribu- it goes back to the family as well. There's not communication. And if you're not communicating within a unit, I would imagine, because I haven't been in the army, I would imagine people are going to die because of that. And so if you have a bunch of men running around like, oh, I'm not going to share and I'm not going to show vulnerability and I'm just going to be tough and whatever, communication breaks down, people die because of that, right? And so back to a family, if you don't communicate, if you don't, I have a, had a coworker, I, I work in television, I'm a cameraman, and this gentleman, um, He's, he's, he's a bit of a mentor. I only worked for him for about six months. And different lighting and just different things from work, but I learned from him. But within that short amount of time, I learned something also important that pertains to this. Now, this gentleman is, is revered here in Utah in the film industry. He just, he's, he's awesome. He's just awesome. And one of the lessons that I learned from him were these words, I don't know. As simple as that is, we would be in, in, in how that applied in work is that we would be doing these things and things are asked of us. And can we do this? And he would just say, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He's vulnerable to n- enough. And, and he just retired. Like he's at the top of his, he's, he's a veteran. And still he learned those words. I don't know. And how this applies to men is, is do we ask for directions? Never. I, I still don't. Right. <laughs> But within the family, if your wife is saying, you know, are we going to make it this month? Normally what we'll do is, is yeah, we got this. We got this. And, you know, and then oh, we'll I just had that experience and, too. I can always make money. Exactly. I can always make money. We'll stew in stress and we'll, we'll do this and we'll ignore our kids and we'll huff and puff around the house and we'll do all these sorts of things, right? And it just stresses us out. We're going to figure it out and we'll go work harder and we'll dig that ditch deeper and whatever we need to do. 
What if we just realize and we just said, you know what, sweetie, I don't know if we're going to make it this month. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to put my boots on tomorrow and I'm going to go back out there and I'm going to give it everything I got. But I don't know if we're going to make it. There's a change there. You know, it can, it's okay because you don't know, right? So Men, in other words, mm-hmm. you're taking off a mask. Taking off a mask. When you say, I don't know. That strength, that I'm strong and I can never show weakness. That right. mask, take it off. Get rid of it. Break it. So how would this apply in a dating kind of situation? Now, first of all, I'd like to just say I know that not all men are you. Right. And I know that not all men have exactly the same experience, but I have seen enough and heard enough to know, and even in my marriage, to Mm -hmm. know, even with a man that was a psychotherapist, Mm -hmm. I have seen enough to know that this is a real deal. This This is a real thing. Yeah. Very universal. Yeah, this is my opinion, but I see it. I, w- I was it, I worked to stay away from it, but it it's out there and, you know, and guys realize it. Well, and part of what, mm-hmm. I mean, more specifically, when you don't acknowledge your own emotions mm-hmm. and you just go and say, I've just got to do this and you don't take care of your own emotions, you mm-hmm. don't, you're not aware of them. Yeah. That's one of the key foundations of emotional intelligence is knowing yourself. But I know yeah. from the work that I've done that, that you've got to know what your emotional state is. You've got to know, you know, yourself. And that's a big, big piece of being in a relationship yeah. and making it work yeah. is understanding your own emotions and being aware of them. And that for, for the men out there listening, you may be going, well, how do I start this? And it's, well, you start, one of the places you start is acknowledging, starting to feel your emotions in your body and just naming them. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so that's one of the things that I teach. But um, I think I got us off track here. But That's okay. <laughs> For me, I would say that emotional intelligence, I've heard of that, I'll understand it, I've heard it through, maybe through you and Sharon. For me, it shows up in listening. I don't Oh yeah, need, that's a part of the empathy. And, and as you can tell, I love to talk. And that <laughs> is just to shut the mouth and just listen in a, in a, in a, in a dating situation, in a, in a husband and wife, in a partner, significant other situation, of just listen. And try not to say something sometimes. Well, and it goes to the thing that a lot of men like to are solution oriented and yes. that's super important and they want to solve a, a woman's problem. And right. she's like, I just need you to listen to me. Exactly. So, exactly. so that skill in and of itself is a powerful skill, right. Steve. That and that right there is is called the the the, the knight in shining armor syndrome. Mm. That there's always a damsel in distress that we need to go save, right? Yeah. I, I suffer from this, men in general. I don't know where that... Well, and I think women want to be saved. Yeah. I mean, Movies, Hollywood, I they mean, teach we us, just yeah. got it in our... Yeah, yeah, it's really... Yeah, the knight in shining armor, yeah. right? And we just need to stay in our lane and realize that we can ask for help. Yeah. But with our, our spouse or wife or significant other, wherever you're at, it's okay just to say... I'm here of help when you need it, right? Instead right. of rushing in and right. playing our part. So what? Mm-hmm. What? What? So you woke up from your divorce, mm-hmm. and how did you find help? To what did you do to to get yourself to to overcome this in yourself? Podcast, Brene Brown. She shared a story that just it clicked for me uh, of a 
book signing that she had, the, the, the wife and the daughter came up and got their book signed, and then the husband came behind him and, and said, do you have any information for men that would help men? And Brene Brown said, no, my audience is women. And he said, <clears throat> figures. And she said, Brene, if you know Brene Brown, she, yeah, d- she likes a challenge, right? She said, whoa, 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 talk to me. You're, you're challenging me, and I want to hear it. I want to shy away from it. What do you say? And I love this story. He said, men, will, with our armor, we'll sit in the saddle. We will take arrows, bombs, missiles. We'll take everything that the world gives us, our wives, our children. We will do everything that we can to protect them. And we will stay in that saddle until you have to pull us out and we're dead. We will just stay there. We will never show emotion. We will never show weakness. We will hmm. just be as strong as possible. That's what we do. And that helped out. I just had to realize that was me for sure. And I still have those tendencies. I'm still a guy. But it's okay, like I said, to say, I don't know. But that self-awareness is so powerful, Steve. No. So par- yes. I'm too late, right? <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, but I'm not for forward. you. You're not too late for you. Right. And I, you know, I really believe and I know your situation and right. I have a lot of compassion on on the on your whole situation and we're not gonna go into that mm-hmm. here, yeah. but um but Jesus Jesus has you. Mm-hmm. And you are submitting yourself to that. Yeah. And you're you are stepping into that and that will I believe that that will all be taken care of in the end. But you are doing the stuff you need to do mm-hmm. to to also be open to the Spirit, to be open to that healing. Mm-hmm. And on a church sense, if church is okay to talk about... Well, um, this is for an LDS community, okay. but... You see... <laughs> I remember I went to a ward sacrament meeting, and, 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 and basically it shows up, okay, so if men have this, this man code, right, and we're hurting, we don't speak, we don't share, we will, like if, if I remember my former spouse, um, she said, like, you need to go get help. Well, I don't go see a counselor. If I go see a counselor that shows weakness, right, that shows that I recognize that I'm weak and I'll go do something about it. I don't do that. Men do not do that, right? Mm. So we have addictions. Name the addiction. Whatever you want the addiction, it's an addiction. It could be could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be pornography. It could be video games. It could be posting on Facebook too much or staying on your phone too much. It could be for women, anorexia, bulimia. You name it. Whatever we do to cover up, that's an addiction, right? And the addiction shows up for men because we feel like crap about ourselves, because we don't recognize that we have a problem, because we're taught not to recognize that we have an issue. We just keep going. We just dig the next ditch. So I went to the sacrament meeting, <laughs> and this this mom, and she's like six, seven, eight months pregnant. She's carrying a little bit low, like she's out there, right? And they have one or two other kids, and they walked in, and the, the two kids popped up onto the onto the pew, and and the woman, the the wife, she sat towards the other side, and the man sat on the complete opposite side. They're on the side benches, right? So she sits on one with the other kids to corral them, right? How it goes. And the man sat on the very on the aisle. And as soon as he sat down, he got on his phone. And for the next hour, he never lifted a head, his head. Mm-hmm. And that woman, that sister, took care of six, seven, eight months pregnant, took care of the other two kids, and he never lifted a damn finger. That man is stressed out. That man has problems. His addiction is the phone and who knows whatever else, right? 
but he himself, I would say, can't sh- doesn't understand that he can show vulnerability. He can't show that he's hurt. Maybe they're financially not doing well. I don't know what's going on. But I looked at that and I said, that man is hurting. It's not my place to go and say anything. But this happens everywhere. In an LDS setting, it happens all the time. It happens in other settings too. In all, all settings. Absolutely. Absolutely. In society as it is. And that's why I just want to say, men, 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 women, you do what you want. Men need to wake the hell up. We are losing our family and our children, our family unit, all that you wanted with a family, and you're not willing to say, I don't know, I need help, I don't exactly know what to do, please just let me speak, please just let me share, and with guys. Like, and that's why I'm here, is just to just say, we can open up. Society open, has opened up a lot more right? It's mm-hmm. out there. It's available yeah. to us. But just if you're a guy, you're foggy in the head, you have a tendency to always say no, you come home and you are angry, just understand that you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you, but it's okay to ask for help. And 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 sorry, but it's not with the bishop. <laughs> Don't go see your bishop. Your bishop is a contractor, a carpenter, a foreman. He drives a forklift. He's so let's not just be clear. You go yeah. to your bishop for certain things, but not you go to your as bishop. a therapist. No, you don't go to your bishop as a therapist. If you have issues, go see a counselor, right? That's what they're there for. Once you got stuff figured out and you feel good and you're down the line or whatever, and you're like, okay, I can put this behind you, then go see a bishop. But your bishop, just in an LDS sense, for my whole lifetime, it was if I had a problem, I go to my bishop and he'll figure it out. No, zero, no at all. You have to figure that out. I need to figure that out. You've got to go inside and you've got to face, and I'm going to bring this up here because this has been a part of what I feel like. And in my training, when I went through my... um, APSATS training, uh, Association of Partners of Sex Addicts and Trauma Specialists, Mm -hmm. I asked this question because it was my experience in my marriage and through the work I had done during the marriage with men and with the man I was married to and other things, but um, that men struggle, they they struggle with feeling pain. Mm -hmm. Like they'll cover everything up and they won't feel the pain. And and one of the and there were like therapists and coaches in the training and and they said yes that unfortunately to be stereotypical and try not to be stereotypical but women are built for pain physically yeah and and so i think this is a really important point we need to reframe the purpose of pain mm. pain is to refine us it's part of it's part of going in and shifting through mm-hmm. pain is not something or emotion that you can ever just get away from and decide you're going to stuff it, no. it will always <clears throat> come back to bite yeah. you, which is part of what you're saying here, yeah. I think, that pain will always come back to bite you, and you can't just cover it up and think that you're going to be okay right. because you aren't, because you're, you're just sitting on a time bomb. So go ahead and recognize it. Right. Recognize that you're hurting, you're in trauma, Understand what depression is because you won't want to recognize it as with your man and card. And ask for help. And ask for help. Yeah, reach out and get help. And your wife is not 
always that it's okay to open up to her and hey baby and whatever, right? But from my former spouse, I made her my counselor because I didn't want to go seek one, right? Even though I was hurting and I wanna it's weird. I was hurting, didn't want to recognize it, but use my former spouse as a counselor, but I didn't want to go see one because then that would say I'd hurt, you know, it's just stupid, right? So your wife, your spouse, your significant other can help, but at some point, just throw the hands up in the air and just say, I need to go see a Peggy. I need to go see a counselor. I need to go see someone. Because you're right, that pain, once you recognize, this is my experience, once you recognize it, you pull it out, you let it see the light of day, you recognize it for what it is, and at some point, for me at least, I was able to let it go. Yes. I was able to put it behind me, knew it was there, didn't have to revisit it, right? But I knew what it felt like, that thorn in my side, and let it go and walk away and be free. Yes. And I love being free. Yes. And that's what counseling can do is allow you to be free right. from things by recognizing it. Right. Yes. And for the work that I do, I tell people we're going to we're going to go into the emotion mm. and do what you just said, but it transitions all emotion fully felt transitions to another emotion. Mm. It's not who we are. Yeah. The emotions no. aren't who we are. No. And once we realize we're bigger than that's what we've been taught our whole yeah. life. We are divine beings. Yeah. And it's not our thoughts and not our emotions that are they do not define who we are, but right. we have to allow them in order to transition to that place of yeah, joy. And, and transition and, and and it's been with you and you can let it go. But yeah, that transition that you said, like the work that we did, I got rid of it and I transitioned to now. I look at it that that time in April and I look and I go, oh, it was so good. And I got rid of that big part of me. Yeah. And so I transitioned to now what? Find other pieces of pain to do the same process, to bring them up, to get rid of them, to transition to more, to what? A better person. More light. More light. You have more room for light when you transition oh. through that. So Steve's mm -hmm. referring to, yeah. um, he came and we did some work together, yeah. did some processing through. It was a pretty remarkable, as I remember it that. It was in April. I remember it because <laughs> it was. It was it was huge for me to get rid of that big And there was such a freedom that mm. you came oh. back with just even after that first time. I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and guys, you can be free of things. I have a saying here, hurt people hurt people. You, maybe you've been hurt. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what you've gone through. You may not even know, but just recognize that you can pull stuff up, bring it out to light, recognize it. You can get rid of it. If you have an addiction, you can be over it. I had 30 plus years of my addiction. Wow. Every year from my birthday, you know, people, they go, oh, you know, blow out the candles of your every year. Well, candles went by the wayside, but I still wished to be away from my addiction, right? Every year. Every year for 30 plus years, that was my wish, was to be away from it. And I'm here to tell you, brethren, guys, dudes, whatever you, wherever you're at, you can be free of what's ailing you. And you can be a pure person to that significant other, that spouse. You can be that person that she's hoping for. Yes, I love this, Steve. Thank you so much for mm. being so open and sharing about that. Um, I just want to clarify just for, just one thing Please. that you know, hurt people, hurt people. Yes, and this for, is my for thought. the audit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let me learn. Um, Go ahead. And 
there are certain personality types out there that that is not why they do what they do. And so that's an abuse piece that we'll address later, sure. but not today. Just for those out there that may be dealing with some, struggling with some abuse in their life, um, addictions do bring abusive behavior. Mm-hmm. They are the adversary system. And when you get into the adversary system, you get into control deception, Mm -hmm. lies. I mean, it's all a big part of it. And that brings abuse. That's abuse. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the, and there are some people on the planet, um, there's a great book called In Sheep's Clothing, if you want to look into it, that are, um, are aggressive personality types and they aren't necessarily hurt but that's just the way they approach the world. Hmm. So just so we're real clear on that, sure. but there's a lot of people out there that are doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and the, how are you feeling now in your dating life with where you're at? <laughs> are you feeling more confident that you have more to offer? You're feeling more like you're you're able that you are going to create a new story going forward? Yeah, I, I I'm free from a lot. A that's lot awesome. that has held me back, a lot that kept me in my addiction. That's why I turned my addictions, because I was hurting, right? I masked, use it as my medicine to mask my pain. Steve 2.0 moving forward is 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 free. I, I don't, part of my addiction was because I, I lied, told little lies, bigger lies, and on it goes, right? And then um, Max Hall, BYU quarterback, he has this podcast that he shared where he talked about lies, and he just said, there was a point where I didn't know which lie I was lying about. I just it was just this circle. So for me, I don't lie anymore. Um, I share. I don't care. Like I've lost my former spouse of 22 awesome years, my family unit. What do I care? So moving forward for dating, I'm open. I know what I'm looking for. Um, I'm more comfortable with where I'm at because I've gotten rid of a ton of. Th- crap. That's great. <laughs> a ton of crap. And also I know that I can, the other stuff is going to come up and now I know what to do with it. Yeah. You have tools, right? You have skills. This is part of the emotional intelligence. Okay. You have opened yourself into that now. Yeah. I can, I can journal it. I can go for a run. I can, I can just be present, which is a big part of it. I can go see a counselor, and, 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 and now if there's an addictive part, I love to get rid of stuff. I love it, right? That help in April. I had some great work in February with a count, another counselor. Like, I just love bringing stuff up, recognizing it, sh- sh- shedding light on it, and then give it away and be free of it yeah. and then transition to the next part of me of whatever that is which is the journey i love it it's the journey mm-hmm. and it's what's intended in the mm-hmm. gospel of jesus christ is that personal growth yeah. because you are bringing more light mm-hmm. into your body and therefore into your life and into your relationships sure and that's a, that's a beautiful a beautiful thing to do any last comments that you want to make i've i've said a lot i just Brethren, I just wake the hell up, right? We are losing our families. Um, We're losing our children. You will not know through a divorce what you will lose. Present day 2022, just this past weekend, you know, my 18-year-old daughter hates the hell out of me. She hates me, right? I didn't choose that. But by not opening up and just being this person that I am now, I, you know, previously, I lost all that and didn't, never knew, 
Never knew. Never knew this would be the consequence. Never knew huh? this would be the consequence. This is what I live wow. with. And, and you know, maybe the kids will come back. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. But we just need to wake up. We need to stop sitting in our elders' corner. We need to stop sitting in our trucks. We need to stop thinking that we know everything because we don't. And it's okay to say that you're hurt, that you don't know. You, it's okay. And reach out and get some help. Get some help. If you, Let it go. If you don't know what, where to start. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here today, Steve. Absolutely. I so appreciate it. And I'm. Uh, we're going to nix the man code. Let's do it Let's as do a it. culture. Get Everybody. Get rid of it. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.